boys and girls and boys, let's go! Welcome to the Locked On Capitals podcast. My name is Amy Rothenberger and I'm your host. Get ready to rock the red, unleash the fury, and cheer in all caps. Now let's start the show. It is a great day to talk about hockey. And on today's roster, we will take a look at what happened over the weekend, including the firing of Capitals coach Todd Reardon. We will talk about what we learned from the presser that general manager Brian McClellan gave after said firing and discuss who some of the possible new coaching candidates might be as the offseason progresses and decisions get made as to who Todd Reardon will be replaced by. But let's get into it. There was weekend drama. Hey, what happened? Just when you thought it was safe to start watching the playoffs again, maximum chaos. Firstly, the second round has started, and it has started for the second year in a row, without the reigning Stanley Cup champions. This year, it was the St. Louis Blues who were eliminated by the Vancouver Canucks in round one. Boy, is Vancouver a fun team to watch. Not fun to watch was the injury to former capital Philip Grubauer during Game 1 of the Dallas-Colorado series on Saturday night. It looks like he has re-injured his groin after having recovered from the same injury that happened during this year's Winter Classic. Get well soon, Grooby. And, even though I was rooting against them, not only have the Flyers advanced to the second round, apparently Gritty has figured out a way to get to Toronto and will be joining them, according to his Twitter account over the weekend. Speaking of Twitter, on Saturday afternoon, Alan Walsh, agent for Mark andre Fleury, shared on Twitter a photo of his client getting impaled by a sword. And it's not really a photo, it's more of a, a representation of a painting that has been photoshopped with said sword running through. The sword's blade is inscribed with the name of Vegas coach, Pete DeBoer, who had just announced that Robin Lehner would start in net for the Knights in their round two series against Vancouver. On Sunday, prior to game one with the Vancouver Canucks, Marc-Andre Fleury was made available and was the only person from the Vegas Golden Knight made available to address the media. Fleury said that he asked Walsh to take the photo down this morning that was Sunday morning, and by Sunday afternoonish, it was down. He said, quote, this was maybe a way to defend me in this situation. I'm here to win with my team, to have success. That's what matters. I don't want to be a distraction to my team. And he said that there are, quote, no hard feelings with Robin Lehner. He was asked twice in two somewhat different ways whether he knew that Walsh was going to post the picture. And twice, he answered the question with a non-answer. Well, the first time he answered the question with a non-answer, when there was a follow-up question from another reporter, he said, well, that was the same question that was asked before. And that's how he kind of punted that down the road. The fact that he's not answering that question has answered that question. That means that he knew that his agent was going to do this. Not only because he didn't answer the question, but let's think about this for a second. 
Alan Wallace works for Marc Andre Fleury, right? He gets paid a portion of Marc Andre Fleury's salary to have his back, whether it's in a contract negotiation or from a public representation standpoint. Alan Walsh works for Marc Andre Fleury. And if his contract with Marc Andre Fleury is like those of any other agent with their clients, Fleury pretty much had to know about this tweet. And give it his blessing before it was sent. If he didn't, then that's a case for Walsh to be fired and stand to lose a ton of money. So the question kind of becomes, well, if Walsh wasn't immediately fired by Marc-Andre Fleury for doing this without his permission, that means he must have done it with his permission. Correct? Now, Fleury seems to be a good guy, both on and off the ice. I'm not assaulting his character as a person. And he's been universally known as a good teammate, both in Vegas and in Pittsburgh. However, this has tarnished his reputation. And that's sad. It seems to me that it's a last-ditch effort at the denial of a career in decline. Which, frankly, is to be expected from a goalie who's 35 years old. Not everybody is Martin Brodeur. Even Martin Brodeur wasn't Martin Brodeur anymore by the time he was 35. We'll see how this progresses and what effect, if any, it has on Game 1, which is being played late on Sunday night. Of course, the big weekend news slash drama, although I think it might not count as drama because everybody kind of saw it coming, was that Coach Todd Reardon was in fact relieved of his duties by the team on Sunday, just three days after the Capitals' second first-round elimination in as many years. We did have a statement from Brian McClellan and the team on Sunday via social media. It said, The Washington Capitals have relieved head coach Todd Reardon of his coaching duties, Senior Vice President and General Manager Brian McClellan announced today. Quote, we have higher expectations for our team, and we felt a fresh approach in leadership was necessary, said McClellan. We would like to thank Todd for all of his hard work and efforts with our organization. Todd has been a big part of our team for more than half a decade, including our Stanley Cup run in 2018, and we wish him and his family all the best moving forward. Reardon, 49, only a year older than me, was the 18th head coach in franchise history and led the club to an 89-46-16 and 16 record from 2018 to 2020. Up next, I will go over the details that we learned from Brian McClellan in his press conference on Sunday afternoon, which include updates on Ovi, Holtby, and Ilya Samsonov. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with, with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. 
Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. You want Chinese. They want pizza. And someone else is craving Froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep the communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter locked on NHL. Don't forget that's code locked on NHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. So on Sunday, after the statement about the firing of Todd Reardon, General Manager Brian McClellan held a press conference, as most press conferences are held these days via Zoom. And he said a lot of interesting things, a lot of things that one might have expected to hear from the coach. And probably that's one of the reasons why he is no longer the coach. He started off and talked about what he saw from the team while they were in Toronto. Well, watching our performance in the bubble, I think we need an experienced coach. We have an experienced group. We need someone who can come in and push some buttons on some players, some good players. One thing that happened for us in the bubble, our structure didn't seem to be there. We talked about that last week. We couldn't find a team structure. Individuals were working hard individually, but team structure was a big cause in our performance in Toronto. So we're going to need someone that can come in and establish that as a big part of our identity. I think teams in our division, Philadelphia has made big strides in that department. New York obviously does the same thing. We're going to have to match that and the work ethic of those teams. Remember when Todd Reardon said he believed in this team and their work ethic? We're going to try and find the best guy that we can. Experience will be a factor and someone that can hold people accountable and work within a team concept. I think a lot of that is really telling and a very clever way to indict the former, now former, head coach without directly indicting him. Talked about things like work ethic, talked about things like a team identity, talked about holding players accountable. 
Now, if you've listened to some of the podcasts here in the past, one of the things I mentioned was that to my mind, it seemed to me that the coach was not holding these players accountable and was not giving the team any sort of identity. And in fact, more than once, I mentioned that it really seems to me like the only thing that the coach is telling these guys before they leave the dressing room for every game is, all right, boys, go out there and have fun. And that doesn't cut it, especially with this group of players. I don't have any children, but I used to teach. And it's a little bit like raising and teaching children, a coaching job is. And a lot of times, they want to be held accountable. And if they're not held accountable, they won't take any accountability on themselves for what they've done. Or what they plan to do. So McClellan's point here is a very good one. He went on a little bit to talk about the position that Reardon was in and why they made this decision. Quote, sometimes it's difficult for assistant coaches to take over teams they've been in a system with. I think the first year he did a good job. There was some stuff that we tried to work through. I think probably Christmas this year, you could see the style of play deteriorate. Our team game wasn't as good as it had been. It was going in the wrong direction. Our compete level was in and out. We had some inconsistencies, and then I think it built from there. We started to find it a little bit, but inconsistent play continued into the bubble And we paid the price at the end. And I have to agree with that too. Again, we talked a little bit last week about how if we looked back towards the last few games before the pause, things weren't looking all that hot. They had like a five and seven record. That's not, yes, they were division champions, but that and about five bucks will get you a cup of coffee. So I think McClellan's assessment was spot on. I think deep down somewhere, Todd Reardon knew all of that was the case as well. I just don't think he was in a position to do anything about it. And some of that is his responsibility, but some of that is on a team and a front office that decided to put an inexperienced coach, an inexperienced head coach, in charge of a very experienced Stanley Cup championship winning team. And I'm not sure that that was the right move at the time. Todd Reardon also released a statement. He said, quote, I want to thank the Washington Capitals organization for allowing me an opportunity to coach this team, our players for their effort and trust, and the fantastic fan base for their support not only of me, but also for my family. While I'm disappointed that we could not bring another championship to D.C., I will always cherish my six years with this organization and our memorable run in 2018. I wish this team nothing but success in the future. Speaking of the future, several other tidbits of off-season activity were addressed during the press conference. McClellan said he's going to start negotiations with Ovi on his contract renewal once everyone comes back for training camp. So that's going to be a little while. Ilya Samsonov, according to McClellan, is planning to spend the summer or the off-season 
in D.C. working on conditioning and rehabilitation from his neck and back injury that occurred prior to the restart, and McClellan thinks he'll be ready for next season. On the future of Braden Holtby, he said, it's, quote, still to be decided. I think it's going to be difficult, but sometimes opportunities come up that you don't expect. So, to me, and again, you know, I'm looking at this through rose-colored, I love Braden Holpe glasses, but to me that says that the door isn't shut on keeping him around. I would love to see it, but we'll see what happens. He also talked a little bit about, he was asked about what happened with Barry Trotz and to kind of talk about what everybody else is talking about, which is, you know, has this, has the result of this series especially having played it against a Barry Trotz coached team that looked spectacular in comparison. Does that change your mind at all about the decisions that you made in 2018? I'm paraphrasing on the question, but you can see where this is going. So the response to that was, I think we were more than willing to pay market level. I think term was the sticking point on the negotiation. We spend to the cap every year. I've never, in my term, been told we can't do what we need to do financially. Term had become an issue for us because what had gone on at the time. Ownership is open if it makes sense to spend money on a coach. So it wasn't the amount of money that Trotz was asking for. It was the term or the length of the contract. But what comes along with the length of the contract? Money. So I'm still not sure that I buy that. There are a number of theories out there that Trotz didn't get along with McClellan or that Trotz and Leonsis didn't see eye to eye or that Trotz knew he was going to get fired halfway through the season and pretty much chalked it up to the only fact he's being asked to stay is because of a clause in his contract. He wants to go someplace else. It could be any of those or some combination of the three or something that none of us know about. Bottom line is, ultimately, it was Trotz's contract to negotiate and he walked away. Should we have paid him more? Maybe. But I think that's sort of nostalgia thrown in with hindsight. Barry has moved on. He's been very successful. This team moved, chose to move on with Todd Reardon and has not been very successful. And therefore, Todd Reardon is now moving on himself. So what's next? McClellan said ownership is open if it makes sense to spend money on a coach. But which coach? And how much money? We'll talk about that next. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The new and improved Built Bar is even deliciouser. They have 18 amazing flavors, including... Nut and non-nut flavors, so those of you who have a nut allergy, or those of you who are like me, who just don't like most nuts that exist, have some options. There are six new flavors as part of this improvement effort. We have caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. In addition to those six new flavors, the 12 original flavors of Built Bar still exist. I'm not going to give you all 12, but some highlights include 
German chocolate, mint brownie, salted caramel, toffee almond, and raspberry. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. That means not that weird powdery kind of tastes like chocolate, but kind of tastes like the package it came in stuff that you get on other protein bars. They are soft and easy to chew, which means you're not going to break a tooth on one, and it's not going to take you 10 minutes to eat one either. Built Bars are healthy and great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Great for those of you who may be on the keto diet. Take a look at, for instance, the coconut almond bar. Has 18 grams of protein, only 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Can't beat that. Plus, it tastes good. Right now, there's a special offer of a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so Todd Reardon is out. Who might the next coach for the Washington Capitals be? Well, there's already been a lot of speculation. But I want to start this part of the conversation with a very interesting tweet from the weekend from from Tom Galitti, who is one of the NHL reporters for the Capitals. He said, it will be interesting to see what direction the Capitals go with their next head coach. Capitals head coaches in the Alex Ovechkin era. And he has a list. Glenn Hanlon was his first NHL job. Bruce Boudreaux was his first NHL job. Dale Hunter was his first NHL job. Adam Oates was his first NHL job. Barry Trotz was his second NHL job. He had spent years and years in Nashville prior to joining the Capitals. And Todd Reardon was his first NHL head coaching job. There are two things that I think about when I read that list. Number one, you can pay inexperienced coaches less, right? And we talked a little bit last week about how, honestly, monumental sports and entertainment just had a big round of furloughs. Businesses across the country are losing money, and that includes the businesses that run these teams. So having the money around to afford an experienced coach will be interesting. The second thing I think about with this list is the most tenured and experienced coach in the Ovechkin era, i.e. Barry Trott, is the one that got him a cup. I mean, Alex Ve- Alexander Ovechkin got himself a cup as well. All of those players got themselves Stanley Cup. But it was with that coach. And granted, it took a few years but it was with the coach that had the most experience with that core group of players. Now, we could probably spend all week talking about all of the different names that have been bandied about as to who might be replacing Todd Reardon. But since it looks like this hiring will be a bit of a thoughtful and drawn-out process, I want to make sure that this podcast gives it just as much thought and involves you as much as possible. 
I want to hear what you think. So, to that end, reach out to the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnCaps. Reach out to me on Twitter at Amy Rothenberger. I will probably be putting a poll out on Twitter later sometime today. Make sure you respond to that. Send me an email, LockedOnCaps at gmail.com. Follow the pod on Facebook at LockedOnCapitals. And I also have... Another podcast where I swear and yell a lot with my friend Julie, and we're going to be talking using some much more colorful language probably about this firing and other goings on all over the NHL later this week. And you can find our podcast on Twitter at Pucker Up Podcast. Tomorrow, I will get into more detail. We're going to talk about all of the picks out there that are floating in the ether. From the really, really crazy ones to the ones that are most likely and everybody in between. Come back and listen. Until then, make sure that even though it's the off season, you rock the red, unleash the fury, and cheer in all caps. Thanks so much for listening. Sorry, Penguin.